passed away. Sure. They need a support system. They, there's so many questions. And so I'm kind of hoping to be a community where they can come and get all their questions from different, you know, from different sources and there's different resources there. Oh, there's someone that can help us, you know, clean out and there's someone that can help us sell our home and there's someone that can help us understand all texts or when it's time to move mom and dad into a home. So I've, you know, I've interviewed some funeral people and a hot, a couple hospices and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just, there's such a need. And so oh, yeah. I, I just hoping that it, I can build a community where they can find support and help and stuff like that. So that's kind of my goal with this. Um, Great. And it's, it's exposure for everyone who gets an interview. And so, you know, I think it will get some support. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, all all you can do is just put the good stuff out there. And if the people want to grasp onto it, great. If not, you've got good stuff out there. So, yeah. Yeah, there's just such a, a need, you know, and oh, yeah. people come in and, and they're not just confused about this, the, the whole thing. And they're emotionally overwhelmed by what they're going through anyway, and they have to think straight, you know, <laughs> and, and they don't even know what questions to ask sometimes, so. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay, I'm going to let Andrea introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Brundage. And I call myself a professional organizer and bringer of calm. My business is Simple Organized Solutions, and I'm based in Mesa, Arizona. But uh, I I serve people from all over using virtual technology, as well as the in-person, hands-on, organizing, downsizing, right-sizing services. That's fantastic. So, Andrea, why did I say that right? Because I know I said it wrong before. It's Andrea. Andrea. Okay. I'll fix it before. So, okay. Um, so Andrea, why, why do you do what you do? Why do you love what you do? So, you know, sometimes you're just born with this gift and, and you try to ignore it for a long time. Um, and, but it keeps threading in and out through your life. And that's exactly what has happened with me. So I had a long corporate career in accounting and office management. So I'm all about systems. I'm all about efficiency and repeatable systems and processes. And I also like to make a positive impact each and every day. So in those corporate settings, I found that I was getting bored. Once things were organized and running smoothly and people were trained, I would just get so bored because I felt like I wasn't now making an improvement every day. So I decided that what I continued to do in my corporate life could actually become a business. And that's when I decided to um, get an MBA degree so that I could start business feeling like I had all the tools I needed. And uh, in my second class in my MBA degree, I ended up setting up this business, Simple Organized Solutions. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this? I formed the business in 2003, and I've actively been organizing and helping people since 2005. So long before Marie Kondo came along, <laughs> talking about KonMari method, I've been helping people get organized. And that can look like so many different things, as you know. 
Yeah, I, I think it's true. And there's different ways that people organize. I mean, you put me on a computer and I'm, I'm really good, but I walk into a messy room and I short circuit. Like I, I don't even know where to start. And so I think there's different ways that people are organized, different weaknesses and gifts. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and that starting point is so critical. In addition to having an end vision in mind, what does organized look like to you? Because it might be different than it looks like to me. And also, what's, what is your motivation for getting organized? What are you trying to accomplish? So for example, I'm working with a, a client right now who is unable to have her grandchildren come over to her home because it's cluttered and um, it's just not a safe environment for the kids. That's her motivator. That's a big motivation. Yeah. If we can identify what those goals are and what those visions are, we can focus on that when we get stuck making decisions. That's huge. And I, and I feel like that would help long-term too, because you understand a deeper vision than just having a clean room or a clean home. There's a deeper. Absolutely. It's not just about neat, tidy file folders and everything in its place. If it's a deeper need, like this particular client has, um, we want to make sure that we're maintaining so that we don't ever, ever lose that. Because it's a lot of work. I'm not going to candy coat it. It is a lot of work to get organized, to make a thousand and one decisions about what stays and what goes. But at the end of the day, if we can achieve that goal of having the grandkids come over and stay the night or whatever that might look like, yeah. oh my gosh, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, to not live in chaos. Where did I hear chaos is can't have anyone over syndrome? Like that's my favorite. Like exactly right. There's so you know, I think it's really important at this point to point out how much power our stuff holds over us. Yeah. When it's in the way of our peace and our calm and our relationships, we don't own our stuff anymore. It owns us. And it's an easy remedy. And when I say easy, it's not always simple, but it is easy. And sometimes you just need someone to help navigate. Yeah, it's true. And I see um, just in my line of work where a lot of people passing away or going into a nursing home or doing with dementia and, um, you know, you really can't take it with you. And I, um, I know that's just a saying that we say, but I, I really see it a lot in my field where they have passed away and they've left all this stuff that people are now dealing with and they don't, they don't want to betray mom or dad or, you know, a spouse by giving it away, but they don't know what to do with it. And it kind of leaves the family almost with a burden. Does that make sense? It leaves them with a burden of having to deal with all of this stuff, you know, and still honor mm -hmm. mom and dad. And they feel like they have to do it through their stuff. And, and you just hit on the most important word, Shalise, and that's the burden. Because none of us set out to burden our kids. And yet, we continue to do it because we don't make decisions. And not making a decision is actually a decision. It, it really is. It really is. And so one day and someday are not days of the week. And I say this all the time. We have to do it now. Because what happens as we get older? Do we get more energy or less? Oh, not more on this side. 
I don't know anyone that has a lot more energy and the older we get and the longer we put it off, we think, oh, when I retire, I'll get to that. And then you retire and suddenly your entire day is taken up with, you don't even know what, but the end of the day comes and it's this cycle that repeats and we don't get that stuff done. And those one day and some days cause a lot of problems in families. So my question is, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want that to look like? That's excellent. It's a, it's a beautiful gift to have an organized estate. That is the gift that will keep giving and it's such a legacy. And, and I've, I have actually administered estates that one had a trust, one did not. The other one, the person hasn't passed away, but also unorganized. I will tell you, even with an organized estate, it took a full seven months to go through that process. So imagine what an unorganized estate, you know. Right. And, and we see that all the time and, you know, papers all over. And so, you know, mom and dad, like we had, I think maybe they own property in Texas, but I don't really know. You know, they don't know. And they don't know that there is a life insurance policy that could be helping pay funeral expenses. And they don't know that there is this IRA sitting there that they're a beneficiary of. They don't know where to find these assets and they spend all this time that they could be mourning and connecting with other family members and remembering mom and dad the way that they want to. They spend all this time knee deep in paperwork trying to find, you know, their assets and their insurance and their utility bill and all this stuff to keep the house going. Um, And so what would, what do you say to that? How, what is your solution to that? Well, I have a booklet and I'm sure you have something similar, but uh, what is the saying that uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention? Have you heard that saying? So my mom, even though I'm an organizer, um, resisted my help because she was always going to do it someday, one day. And my mom's still alive, by the way, she'll be 95 this year. But she, her health declined to the point where we had to um, have her in a nursing home. So I had to go through all of her stuff. Okay, she had, she owned no property anymore. She didn't have a lot of money per se. She didn't have a car. So she didn't have what you would consider normal assets. It took me literally eight solid weeks trying to get things out of her name into mine so that people would talk to me, following up with insurance companies and utilities and all of these things that we're gonna one day get to, we don't get to, and then suddenly it drops in somebody's lap. Yeah. Now, I created this booklet based on what I encountered with my mom. What, who do you have utilities with? What are your credit card numbers? Um, what are your passwords, which is yeah. a big deal right now? Do you have a storage unit? People have storage. Yes, people have storage units that they might find a key. They don't know what it's for. They have a whole television show about people whose storage units are abandoned. And I I would say a lot of them have to do with people passing away and somebody didn't know. So, So I went through everything I could possibly think of that I dealt with my mom and put it in a booklet form. So basically it's a PDF download that can come straight to your computer or you can print it out and just fill in the blanks. 
and it's a wonderful start if you're if you don't have a, an estate attorney yet it's a wonderful start to get that stuff taken care of because they're going to ask you for that is that am i accurate there yeah we're, we're going to ask and if mom has to mom or dad have to qualify to go into a home you have to have all of that information you have to have it all right yeah well, and it's important, I think, too, for family members or fiduciaries or whoever is going to be handling the estate, even if the person hasn't passed on, uh, just to know what they're paying for. So my mom had travel insurance. Oh, yeah. Did she need travel insurance? Do you know how long she paid on that? Oh. And it was one of those automatic deduction things. She didn't really know what it was. It showed yeah. up on her credit card statement as Chevron. She didn't oh. even have a car. So what is oh, Chevron? Gosh. But, you know, you just, when you're yeah. older and you're confused and things are coming at you so fast, um, you know, sometimes we miss that stuff. So it's really important to allow someone to at least take a look. If you're not ready yeah. to hand over control, at least have somebody take a look and make sure that you're not being taken advantage of. Yes, yes. And so many do. And I think, and this is something we need to be really aware with the older population, is they get mail and it looks like bills. Oh, um, yes. A really common one is when we put deeds in people's houses, I will get calls constantly from clients saying, I'm getting a bill for like a hundred dollars for the recording. And I'm like, no, the recording is paid. This is a company. You don't have to do this. This is an outside company that has nothing to do with the recording. And it looks like a bill, you know? And so they do kind of get taken advantage of because they don't understand everything and they don't want to get in trouble. And so they're paying these companies bills, yeah. you know? And so we don't watch and help them know we see that. You know. Oh yeah, and and when it's time for uh, Medicare in November, oh my goodness, those envelopes that come look so official. I was confused. Yes. Right. I, I was confused. Like, oh my gosh, what is this? And I'd open one after the other after the other. They were all junk mail. Yeah. But you can see so quickly how people get taken advantage of. My mom had two Part Bs. Oh. Wow. Two part Bs. Yeah. I yeah. just don't think that's yeah. uncommon. I don't think that's uncommon. No. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to this PDF. I love that you do that and that you provide that. So, so when I do presentations, I have a, a binder and I show where all my, you know, birth certificates, rec, you know, badges and stuff, all of that. But my favorite is, you know, my car titles are all in there. Yeah. Uh, before I made the book, I put one of my car titles in a very special place. <laughs> so, I don't know where that car title is. I'm going to have to go get another one. But <laughs> if everything's really nice in this binder now, except the one I put in a special place, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is something I'd really love to touch on. Can I just take a second and talk oh, about? Please. Yeah. Because we all need to have our permanent files. What, whatever mm -hmm. that system is, it needs to be really consistent. Yes. And it needs to hit our brain where we're going to go to look for this stuff. So you, you brought up a, a very uh, funny topic for me because I was helping a lady one time going th through her piles of, of paperwork and we came across a car title. And I said, oh my goodness, I said, this is super important. It needs to be in a permanent file. I said, whoever has this car title has access to that selling that yes. car. So it's so important for per permanent file. So I said, let's set you up a file for that. So 
I pull out the file folder and I start to write on the tab. And I said, now what would you call that? And I'm already thinking ahead. Mm -hmm. And I've decided it's probably gonna be, you know, maybe F for Ford or it might be A for auto or C for car. Yeah. It's gonna be something like that. And she says to me, oh, T. And I was like, T? What does the T stands for? And she says, well, it stands for transport. Oh. <laughs> so where do you think we set the file up? T for transport, because that's where her brain immediately went to think about where she would go get that car title. So this is something that's super important. There is no one size fits all with filing systems um, and record keeping. It needs to actually be um, customized to you so that you know where to get the stuff. Because if you can't find it, what's the point in even filing it? Yeah. And I think you, you touch on a really important thing. And I think, you know, a lot of times when we're trying to help mom and dad or loved one get organized, they know they need to get organized, but they are afraid that we're going to come in and take over their, their stuff or their system or whatever. And I really appreciate that you respect that because they're going to fight if you're trying to take over and change it they are going to fight it's a, a real power struggle and it's actually both of the parties so the person who feels like they're losing control and usually the the adult child who thinks they know better yeah and that you know mom's stuff isn't important or dad's stuff isn't important or you know there's a lot of that that goes on especially if there's a time crunch involved mm -hmm. so the kids come in from chicago we've got a weekend to get mom and dad organized um, this is not a very happy time. And my goal as a professional organizer is to run some interference. Let me take that tension out of this as much as possible because I want you two to be friends at the end of the day. Yeah. I, you know, I find myself telling a lot of clients that come in for their parents, especially if they have to go into a home and they debate. And I say, whatever you can do to preserve your relationship as the child parent relationship is going to be important when, whenever you can hand something over to a professional and you just get to go in and be the child and let your mom be your mom and your dad be your dad and preserve that relationship is is worth it to me i mean oh, yes. that that re, when you start becoming the boss and things get like that you know in the final years we just want to preserve the relationship and sometimes that means putting mom and dad in a home so that Instead of living with you, sometimes it means bringing care in. Sometimes it means hiring an organizer so that you don't are doing this and yeah. you just get to be, you know, family. Exactly. It's so important, Shalise, and I'm so glad you bring that up because I know you deal with it, as do I. Um, family can push each other's buttons quicker than anybody. <laughs> we just can. I, 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 I've lived it. Um, with my mom. I've lived it with my daughter. I know this. We all know this to be true. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. So my prompt and my inspiration to people is this. If you want to be control of making decisions on your own behalf, start today. Not one day, not someday. The energy level is going to continue to decrease. The older we get, the less brain power we have and focus. So let's do it now. If you want to be in control, then be in control today, not next week, 
because I'll tell you, you know, one little fall and one little trip on a rug, everything's off the table and the decisions will be made for you out of necessity. It's true. While you're in rehab, someone's going to have to go in and find all that paperwork, you know, 